Let's talk about getting emotional with God. This is a podcast of a series of four podcasts. This one is Praise is Not the Only Option. And this is for a project for Prophets and Poetry at Luther Seminary. December 14th, 2020. First, let's talk about, can we get emotional with God? When I talk about getting emotional, maybe you think about, I don't know, the Blues Brothers, the movie that showed the, the Pentecostal church and people dancing in the aisles and people doing backflips and people giving testimonies at the top of their voices and high energy, high impact, high praise, high thanksgiving. Well, you know, maybe there's part of that, sure. But basically getting emotional with God is in the Bible. If you look at Mark 12, 29 through 30, it's talking about what the most important commandment is. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart. Now underline heart for me there. All your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Now, do you hear the emotions in these words from Jesus? You must love the Lord your God with all your heart. Now, I know if you're like me, there have been some times where, you know, my heart wasn't just in it. It just wasn't. When singing a doxology, when reading the Nicene Creed, when listening to a sermon, when giving a sermon, my heart wasn't in it. Or how about the prayers around Thanksgiving table? How many of those are just really, truly heart-wrenching, deep-down emotional prayers? Or are they something like rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, thanks God? Or maybe it's, you know, say one thing that you're thankful for. Now, don't get me wrong. Thanksgiving and praise, praise God from whom all blessings flow, that's great. Indeed, that should be part of worship. That should be part of a relationship with God. No doubt about it. But I think what we're overlooking is the Bible is full, especially the Hebrew Bible. The Old Testament is full of times when a person or a group or a nation called on God and got real and got emotional. There's a couple of things we need to understand about emotions. Emotions are part of who we are authentically. If you get into a, a conversation or a relationship with someone, and you only get into conversations that are factual or that are uh, asking for something, and there's no emotional content to it ever, or let's say one conversation out of 40 has some emotional content to it, what do you think the other person is going to think? Oh, they must be emotionally unavailable. Or in some way, they're not trusting me enough with their emotions. They're not trusting me to see them as they really are. Why would it be different when talking with God? So let's take an example. Psalm 13, 1 through 2. I'm going to read it as you may read it in your Bible, unemotionally. And then I'm going to read it as I sometimes have told God when I have been pissed, when I've been angry, when I've been frustrated. So first, I'm just going to read it without emotion. 
How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Now, you may get the gist a little from me reading that. But let me put it in my own language. And this kind of parallels some of the screaming sessions I've had with the Lord Almighty. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long are you going to hide your face from me? How long must I bear this pain in my soul? How long do I have to bane this sorrow in my heart? All day? How long must my enemy be exalted over me? How long? See, you might see the difference. One of the assumptions we have to make, however, is that God is not just a listener, not just a removed, unemotional being in the clouds somewhere. One of the assumptions we have to make is that God has emotions. If you look in Exodus, you, you find a God who is angry, uh, very angry at Pharaoh. A God who gets angry at Moses. God is an emotional God. In the scriptures, God gets frustrated with people. And we are made in the image and likeness of God. So when we interact with God, perhaps it's time to get emotional with God. Perhaps it's time to see that praise is not the only option for dealing with, for having worship with God. Now let's talk. What's in it for God? God gets us. God gets us authentically. God gets our emotions, our mind, our soul, our spirit, our whole being, exactly what he asked for in Mark. You shall love your God with all your heart. But what do we get out of it? I mean, if we're going to unload on God, if we're going to unpack, if we're going to open our heart, what do we get out of it? My question to you is, have you ever been overcome with anguish? I mean, totally consumed with emotional pain. Sorrow and sadness that is utterly and completely devastating. Feeling so alone that you don't know what it, what it even felt like to feel connected to something or someone. I mean, these are the times that, let's say that God is one of your friends and God says, hey, is everything okay today? And like a lot of our friends, what do we answer? Oh, it's fine, God. I really don't have anything to complain about. Uh, by the way, thanks for my life. And um, yeah, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. But no. I mean, the really good friends, you call them and some of the first words out of your mouth might be, my life sucks. Or I can't 
feel this way anymore. And then you unload on your friend. You unload. For example, Psalm 130, verse 1, it starts out, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Out of the very core of my being, I have to tell you, God, of my pain. Sometimes we are in misery so much and we see God, maybe we see God as the maker of the universe. Maybe we see God as the one and only God. But we have to also remember that God is the God of the hummingbird. God is the God that counts the hairs on our heads. God is the God that knits you in your mother's womb. God is the God that loves you even to the point of giving God's son. That's the kind of God that we can unload on. And I mean really unload. I was telling one of my friends years ago about one of my yelling matches with God. In a way, that was a psalm of lament. Like Psalm 6, verse 3, My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord? How long? That kind of conversation. Sometimes we're sick, we're harassed, we're persecuted. We feel alone, alienated, detached, unappreciated. And we need someone. We need someone to just say this is wrong. So what is lament? Well, there's several theological definitions of lament, but I want to go for a more emotional definition of lament. And there's some psalms of lament. For example, Psalm 130, the beginning, Psalm 6, Psalm 38. But let me tell you what I think lament is. Lament is putting all of my cards down on the table before God. And what I mean by that, it's, it's the ugly cards. It's the angry cards. It's the despairing cards. It's my wounded cards, my hopeless cards. It is the wailing and screaming and gnashing of teeth and banging of the head against the wall cards. It's the cards that tell of things I need to vomit forth because there are things I can no longer be digested. It's the cards of longing and hope. It's the cards of grieving and tears and knotted guts. It's the cards of how long must this go on? It's the cards which accuse it's the cards which curse. Mainly it's the cards which demand action. You're my God. You have to do something. And lament for me is setting 
all those cards down, having faith, having trust enough. And not only the Lord of the universe, but in the Christ who was crucified that understands, that has been and can put down their own cards that match mine. For an individual, for myself, but also for a group, lament is saying to God, this is what burns us and chafes us and eats away at us. This is what you need to know, God. We need to tell it. These things need to be named and claimed and recognized. Because if these things aren't, if you don't know about them, we continue to die. Lament is a part of a complete conversation with God. The lament happens. The things are named that are against life, that are against abundance, that hurt and wound. And then usually in hindsight, when we look back and we see somehow we have gotten through that time, or maybe it is an act of hope and faith while we are going through that time that we say, thank you, that we praise you are the God from whom all blessings flow. This is getting emotional with God. And remember, praise and thanksgiving are not the only options. Next time we'll be looking at how Job gets emotional really emotional with God and a little bit about what corporate or church lament looks like today. This is Stephen Lee and this is Getting Emotional with God.